This is the voice of Carnage, and you are listening to Carnage Cast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Carnage Cast, episode number three on the road to PAX East. My name is Tyler, and with me is Sarah. Hello, Sarah. How are you this evening? I'm wonderful. So, where are we right now? Uh, we're just coming up to the Bolton Flats. We're gonna get knocked around by some wind and be on the straightest stretch of highway in Vermont. It's very exciting, and by straight, we mean forward and level. Yes. Yep. Alright, so we're leaving Vermont, we're heading down south to Boston for Pax East. Pax East is a uh, huge media festival, social event happening thing put on by the guys who run the Penny Arcade web strip. Uh, PAX stands for Penny Arcade Expo. And it's a pretty good time. A lot of high-tech and media stuff, but there's a strong, growing tabletop component to it. Sarah, when you've been to PAX before, why didn't you go then? Um, that's a good question. I think I wanted to experience something crazy and big like Comic-Con, but I didn't want to bother with the plane ticket out to Los Angeles. So it was economical for you. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So convenient. Now why are you going back this year? Because you took a year off, as I recall. I did, but I think that was because I was pretty sick last year during during PAX. Or no, 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 maybe I was going somewhere. I can't remember. In any case, I had a busy life. I had something else to do. I was very busy and important with capital, capital letters. Um, <laughs> this year, I just wanted to go back and experience that sort of that crazy, but just for a day. Um, I'm not really a video gamer, so that aspect of it is is more of just a, a curiosity to me. Uh, I'll certainly check out some new games, might buy something, but it's mostly just wander around. Yep. So, are you you, uh, you think you might spend any time in the open tabletop area, or are you going straight to people who are selling games in the, in the exhibit hall? Oh, no, I'll definitely go to the open tabletop, although um, I'll have to use my... Um, activate my superpowers of social sociability, social abilities. There we go. There you go. The first first power has been activated. <laughs> the ability to say social abilities, um, because I'm not really traveling with a pack this year like I like I have in the past. Right. Well, I uh, I'm kind of like you. I I uh, I want to go to the open gaming area. I'm hoping to find stuff that isn't on the exhibit hall list. Mm. Because when I looked at that, there were only like three or four board game related things. It's true. That weren't just I, yeah. retailers. I suspect they assumed it would just be all pickup. Yeah. Well, so last year they had Fantasy Flight was there. And they were running the out of, um, and by, I mean, ho- hockey sticks. Uh, <laughs> they were running the hockey sticks out of um, Mansions of Madness, which was brand new at the time. Like every third person was wandering around with a just opened box of Mansions of Madness. Hmm. And these are people who had never played tabletop before. They were just like, oh, that's fun. I'm going to buy it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I have yet to play that, but I suspect I never, never will. It's possible. Although there are hearts to move around, and I know how you like counting out hearts. I do like counting things out. There also are some interesting uh, talks coming on. I loaded up. There are four that I saved mm-hmm. that interest me. Um, the first one called Gamers with Jobs Presents Gaming for Grownups. Um who says this was a young man's game? The gaming industry is getting older and so are its players. How have we changed as gamers as we became parents, responsible employees, business owners, and horror adults? Um, that sounds
sounds interesting that I'm I'm sort of in that transition. Um, I'm comfortable sharing my age, so I'm 27, so I'm certainly still in that young group. But I I find that I'm I'm tired at the end of the day. I don't relax with games like I did even a year or two ago. That my job has become exciting and stressful enough that that I I don't relax with games anymore. So this is. That just sounds interesting. Okay. Um, there's another one, uh, gaming and mental health. Uh, from the synopsis, is gaming a threat to your mental health? What constitutes healthy use, and what do psychologists think of as obsession and even addiction? What questions do gamers have about the psychological impact of the hobby? Um, they have an actual doctor with a PhD coming to answer questions. A PhD in something medical? A PhD in... He's the clinical director of the Human Relations Services. So, you know. Okay. Okay, quick sidebar. Yeah. We want to the next panel. Today, an article came out saying, or a study suggests that playing games helps uh, stave off mental decline in, in, the, in the last years of your life. Yeah, I'm not surprised about that. I heard I had seen one of those um, fantastical CNN reports of, uh, will Sudoku keep you from getting Alzheimer's? Um, and it prob- I assume it's along the same lines, that just doing something after you're retired that keeps your, your mind active, um, you know, it yep. helps. So the Euro gamers are going to stay much sharper than the Ameritrash gamers, is what I'm hearing. Um, well, we are sharper to begin with, so... <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Zing! I've been zung. <laughs> Alright, what else do you got there? Um, press XY, transgender issues in gaming. Um... Let's see whether it's from the synopsis whether it's Street Fighter, Guilty Gear, Guilty Gear. I've never heard of that. Uh, Resident Evil or Final Fantasy. Video games have a long history of transgender characters. You'll find no shortage of transgender people working in the industry too. Join a panel of game designers, writers, and fans to learn about some of the mo- most interesting characters in gaming and the impressive lineage of tran- transgender game makers. Uh, We'll also discuss the impact of sex and gender in blockbuster games that let players choose their sex. Um, That's, yeah, that just sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, The last one that I want to see if I can get into is Educating Through Play, the Future of American Education. From from the synopsis, I gather that we are going to fix all of the problems in American education by teaching them to play Catan. I feel like that's just going to cause problems. Well, it's going to create a really rich and robust barter system in our economy. Mm-hmm. And going back to barter because the dollar's failing. Exactly. I can see that. Yep. Exactly. So we're gonna. It's we're gonna. It's gonna be a revolution. It's gonna be great. Okay. Now, how is how is teaching people Catan going to help with the fact that America doesn't manufacture anything more to barter? Well, we're gonna manufacture Catan games to barter for other Catan games. I think you're going to have to look at where Catan is made on the next time you get your hands on a box. Uh, in Canada? <laughs> well, that'd, that'd be nice. It'd be North America. In all seriousness, the panel, it, it seems to be talking about how to build some of the problem solving and creativity uh, that come from games, how to build that into, into classrooms and really integrate that. And um, this sounds particularly interesting to me as I have some coworkers are becoming studying for their masters in instructional design mm-hmm. and those classes involve games that part of their 
their textbook, their assigned readings and playings, were to play board games. Yes, he came and visited us at uh, Tuesday Night Board Games. He did. It was very, it was very educational, and I think he, I think he also enjoyed them. I think it surprised him. He, I don't think he really realized how how fun Dominion was until he was forced to experience it for a class. Yeah, he had, uh, up, up in, and up till that night, he'd only been playing, like, tablet games, right? Correct, yeah, he, he'd been playing the, um, the iPad versions on an iPad, mm-hmm. and it, I, th- I think he, he really saw the appeal and the social aspect that, that we all know in board games. Well, you're much more organized than I am. I, I think I've only got one panel marked on my to-do list, and I don't have much hope of actually going to it. I just wanted to keep it in mind. What was the panel that you were just in? Beats the pants off me. I feel like all the panels I wanted to go to were on Friday or Sunday. <laughs> and we're, I'm just going for Saturday. Right. I didn't even look at Friday or Sunday. Yeah. Partic- I mean, and also, it interests me because I'm not a video game player. So, partly, I read the synopsis for this, and I, and I said... There are transgender characters in video games? What? Yeah. You know, and then I looked it up and fascinating. So we shall we report on on whether what we attended and whether we attended what we planned on after the convention? Yeah. Uh, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll do a second uh, episode on the way home and talk about what we did and didn't get to. Excellent. And the unexpected surprises along the way, which is what I'm looking forward to, which is what I'm particularly looking forward to mm-hmm. the things I didn't know I was going to do. Yes. And uh, my mother, who attended a audiology convention in the same center last weekend, said that we are to look out for the sculptures in the area, and we'll report on any particularly beautiful sculptures that we see. Right. Which you, as a podcast listener, will be able to enjoy. Mm-hmm. I personally, I think that uh, any sculptures have since been replaced with giant robot monsters to be had <laughs> for photo ops. Well, maybe that's what she thought would be interesting, is the giant... Oh, you think they installed the robot monsters and she didn't know what she was looking at? <laughs> Perhaps. Okay. The one other thing I want to do, one thing I know I want to do this year that I missed last year, was go to the Arcade Museum. Okay. Or at least Fun Spot, Fun Spot in New Hampshire has brought a lot of their classic vintage machines down to be played. So I want to check that out. And hopefully, they're all on free play. Yes, hopefully. I'm not bringing quarters. I have quarters. <laughs> Alright, uh, this has been Tyler. And Sarah. And this is Carnage Cast episode number three, On the Road to Pax East, signing off. You've been listening to Carnage Cast, a production of NNEG LLC. All rights reserved. For more information, visit us at www.carnagecon.com.